Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Entrepreneur Product Sourcing and eBiz Show, brought to you by WorldWideBrands.com. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Chris Malto. And I'm Robin Cowley. Affiliate marketing is a terrific means of driving traffic and increasing sales, but there are certain things you should look for when joining an affiliate program. We'll be talking to Wade Schlosser, Director of Business Development for AffiliatePrograms.com, about what questions you should be asking in order to determine which program is right for your online business. Wade, welcome to our show. How you doing? We are doing really well, thank you. Uh, so after you've researched a niche that you're interested in, what's the beginning point here? What should you look for in an affiliate program? Well, one of the number one things that you look for is, does this program provide affiliate training and support? Do they have a dedicated affiliate manager? You know, some companies are awfully small and they don't have a dedicated affiliate manager. However, even the president or a marketing coordinator or assistant might be helping with that. And that's awfully important so that you can ask questions and get any support that you need and get the materials on time. Affiliate manager can make a real difference. Yeah, affiliate marketing is no longer just a plug-and-go situation. It's another business unit, and it needs to be treated as such, and it's more of an active role now than it is a passive. So some of the other things that you look for is does this program provide keyword research for you, content creation, you know, the content necessary for you to pitch the consumers correctly and convey the type of message that that program is putting out there. Do they provide coupon and data feeds? Now it's not just a manual process of putting products or services or information on your website. It's all dynamic, and you can just cut and paste a code into your website, and now the merchant automatically updates that with a data feed. That's awfully important takes a lot of time and energy away from you and make sure that all the products and services are up to date. And sometimes that would be known as RSS feeds. Exactly. Uh, you know, not to dive too deeply into RSS feeds, but that's essentially what you're talking about where a company will provide that information. You just put a snippet of code on your site and then it feeds that data there. We do that, for example, with newsletters that we have and our articles and podcasts for our affiliate program. So I just want to illustrate what you're talking about. There. Exactly. And some programs don't quite voice that accordingly. Like I believe that you have them advertised quite a bit across the website to let people know that you have these available for them. Yes. And sometimes you have to ask them. <laughs> so it's advantageous to be able to post that and make it known that you do provide these. Another thing that is kind of uh, industry term is private labels or white labels. Nowadays, as an affiliate, if you go out, you might own a domain name that communicates the brand or communicates that industry very effectively. And if you talk to your affiliate manager or the company you're working with to see if they provide a website for you that has all the content information in there, has all the pictures and the form and has all the things necessary, it's a big selling tool and it's just a cut and paste situation where you can upload that and now all the affiliate has to do is do the marketing, which that's what the affiliates are really good at. Alongside that is a 1-800 number. Everybody wants to plaster their 1-800 numbers. The percentage of people that call now that are unsure if this is a real company, a 1-800 number, every company wants to put it up there because the majority of them call just to even check if it's a real company. Sure. Well, the affiliates 
are sending that traffic, and they should get credit for it. So there's plenty of solutions out there now that you can have dedicated 1-800 numbers, and when they call in, it tracks directly to that affiliate. Affiliate gets credit. Everybody's happy. The newsletter creation is another idea that you can supply your affiliates. And those are just a few ways to get training and support from an affiliate manager standpoint. You say that it's important to find out what kind of payment and commission plans a program has. Can you tell me why that is and, and what goes into that? Absolutely. I can touch on that quickly. You know, as an affiliate, when you roll in and you figure out this program, is it a sale, is it a lead, is there just a form, or do I get paid on click, or do they mix it up, it's important to know where you get paid because some people have forms that go endlessly, it seems like, and the consumer gets tired as they roll through there, and that's less credit to the affiliate. Right. So that's important to go through and make sure that you understand what action you're getting paid on. There's a thing that you have to kind of look in the terms and conditions and that you need to watch out for or talk to your affiliate program manager about. It's called stat finalize. So what happens is they finalize all returns, all chargebacks, everything on a certain time of the month. For example, the 10th of the month, they close all commissions, they close all returns back, it's done. Reporting is finalized for the previous month's production. And you want to make sure you understand when that shuts off or when that date is so that you can actually finalize your numbers with your merchant to say, hey, I've sent so much traffic, I'm due X amount of money. So that's something to watch out for. And then, obviously, the frequency of when you get paid and the message how you get paid. As an affiliate, especially a large one, you have to get paid as quickly as possible. Even the smaller ones need to get paid as quickly as possible because that's their money that they're funneling back into your marketing campaigns to drive you more business. Right. Well, I know that when we introduced PayPal for our affiliate program that we got a really strong response from our affiliates because, really, it's instant. Absolutely. Not only is it frequency of payment, it's how you pay. Some You cut the check, and the check doesn't get there. It gets lost, and it takes forever to get over there. And PayPal is a great example of where when you finalize the numbers, you can just post the money over there, and they can go get it and then dump it back into your campaign. Right. Very important. Yeah, and I think people take that for granted for their program management, and then they just state it on the terms and conditions and the affiliates. If you don't ask and you don't get in there and pry into, try to get them to help you promote them, they're reluctant to let you know because they have cash flow you know, that they have to watch too. <laughs> right. So right. Those, it's just a question an affiliate needs to ask, and the program manager will let you know, and then you can make it the best you can together as a team. You know, while we're talking about this commission structure, I want to bring up something, if you don't mind, that's kind of related to this, but not really. One of the things that we found that has been really bad in some of these areas is sites that give a really skewed affiliate percentage. We found that to be a sure sign that the site behind offering that skewed percentage is probably not very ethical and probably in business for different reasons. Have you ever run into that kind of a experience? Well, this is why we're actually on the show together today is that as an affiliate, there's so many scams and so many opportunities out there that you have to watch out. Absolutely, there's programs out there that they claim that they're going to pay X amount per lead or X amount per sale, and it just seems obscene. It's not what the market is typically used to, and yeah, that's we, a red flag. <laughs> yeah, it is a definite red What we've found is that 
what they're really looking for is the customer membership information. They're really looking for the customer's personal information that they'll then turn around and sell for a high dollar value. So well, it's something that we call lead generation when we talk about it, actually, Wade. And I can give you an example of a company who would sell something in our market, for example, WorldWideBrands.com, we're a wholesale information publisher. Someone who would sell something along those lines and then what they're really interested in is turning over that lead to people who sell other things, mm-hmm. like coaching programs and so forth. And they make much more money. They're not really interested in their product. You know, they don't support their product, really. They're just looking for those leads. And they yeah, turn and those leads over to people who pay much higher affiliate commissions to them when they sell that lead on, on other types of programs. And really, they do a great disservice to the affiliate marketer. That kind of leads us into the section of creative and the conversions of what's going on with that affiliate program and that company you're looking to promote. You need to, as an affiliate marketer, pull up to the website and actually go through the entire process, read their terms, and go through as a customer. Right. And when you fill in that lead information, you get 400 emails and 10 calls the next week. You're realizing, hey, these people are just kind of in it for taking the lead information and reselling and reselling and reselling. Right. And that doesn't promote a repeat customer. That customer isn't coming back to your affiliate site to go find any more information. I actually met someone over the weekend who we know is an affiliate of ours and so forth and has a membership with another program that does this. And when he started backing away from that program, that company contacted him and said, I'll tell you what, we'll give you 100% affiliate commission. (laughs) Okay. There's a, there's now there's an indicator that they're not they don't really <laughs> interested in their own a, product. <laughs> yeah. that, that's okay. the classic bait and switch, huh? Yeah, right, absolutely. right, right, right. Let's get back to creative here and talk about what kinds of things should people expect a program to supply and support within their programs. Well, obviously, you know, it depends on your industry and the type of if it's a per sale or per lead or per click, but you know, you want to supply obviously as many types of banners as you can for your search affiliates. You want to supply even the keywords. I mean, if you're a program that's out there to market, you want to supply them some keywords so they can go derive some more keywords to find out what's going to convert for them and go down that line and help market with you. You want to supply text links because obviously now text links are getting higher conversion rates than the banners because you're not flashing out in front of people so much. You can follow it, you read it, you understand it, and if the consumer is ready then, you can click through over to the property. Another thing is coupons and sweepstakes and sales and discounts. Always be fresh and new with your product and supplying that to your sales team, which is the affiliate marketers. Affiliate marketers need to look in and make sure that your program manager is supplying these things for you so that you can have the best possible conversion uh, with your consumer coming through on your property. So any discounts or sweepstake offers that these people offer to drive the consumer back over to their property, it's a big deal. It's going to help you convert that customer. That's a question to ask them. And then you need to ask them, more importantly, which ones convert? Programs now have so many banners, so many text links, it's like an endless scrolling. It gets confusing. So that's why it's very important to have that support so you can have somebody to call and say, hey, what's converting? Here's my type of site. Here's the type of traffic. Here's some of my demographics. 
what do you suggest, what do you see as converting in that area, and then supply me something either similar or give that to me to test and try to run traffic through. Yeah, that's an important distinction to make there because obviously different sites or different affiliate techniques are going to convert in a different way with different content. So it really has to be, again, you know, going back to the importance of that affiliate manager who knows who you are as an affiliate and what you're trying to achieve and can really push the right conversion content to you, right? right? And these are all questions from an affiliate standpoint. I can't stress any more to say you have got to pick up the phone and do some research and call and email the program manager, whoever's in charge of that marketing channel, and get this information from them because sometimes they don't even display half of what they supply. And you have to ask them to get this over to you so that you can best promote their company. And it's unfortunate, but if you think your audience is going to buy these products, you got to pick up the phone and call so that you can get the best material to promote them. Let's talk about traffic here for a second. Is it important to understand what kind of traffic they accept or reject? And can you explain that concept of accepting or rejecting? Sure. Here's the prime example, these two, email and incentivized traffic. Okay. okay, if I have an email database and I have been collecting names for, you know, the past three years and I've been buying similar names into my database and I am a good mailer. I don't spam. I make sure that the communication is good. I make sure that the people are opting in and I understand the rules and regulations and I get high conversions. Some programs simply just don't take it. And you come in and you start picking up some creative and start running some of their stuff and you don't read or call or talk to the affiliate manager about what you have and what you're doing, all of a sudden you rack up $5,000 worth of sales for the month, and they turn around and go, well, how'd you do this? I'm an emailer. We don't accept emails. Oh, well, looks like you're not getting your commissions for that month. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and that you have to watch out for it. So as an affiliate marketer, incentivized traffic it works for certain industries, but it doesn't work for some. And you can't go out and tell your user, hey, I'll give you 100 bucks to fill out a form. That's a little less quality lead. Does it work in certain audiences, and do some programs take it? Absolutely. But you got to be careful on how that membership works and how to incentivize that traffic and make sure that that user understands what's going on. And if you have that type of traffic, you're not going to get commissions if you're promoting certain people. So it's important to understand, hey, here's my type of traffic. I'm this type of affiliate communicate that to the affiliate manager or to the team over there and make sure that you're in line with what they're looking for and what their audience is used to and talk to them about how to promote it if you have that type of traffic. Terrific. That is our show for today, Wage Losser. Again, thank you so much for being here. Remember, you can find them online at affiliateprograms.com. Join us again next week. I'm Chris Malta. And I'm Robin Cowley. Today's Entrepreneur Product Sourcing and eBiz show has been brought to you by WorldwideBrands.com and Entrepreneur.com. Join us again next week for more free eBiz education with the Internet's leading product sourcing experts.